Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do dig that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. A&E, back here with episode 140 of the podcast. It's been a while. Yes, it has, and I'm glad to be back doing this podcast and glad to be doing it back with my brothers here with me. I have my co-host, the man, the myth, the reality, Q-Flow, Flow the Rookie. What's going on, everybody? We are here. We are here, and also I got my main man, not Dion saying this, but prime time. What's up, y'all? It's me, the PR, I am me. Are you over there still running from golf carts? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's actually funny, man. Yeah, Running from COVID, apparently. I know, yeah. So, we haven't done a podcast in about two weeks. And obviously, it's be- it's not because of these fellas over here. It's because me and my wife got sick. So, we got sick and we was down for the count. But we are feeling, we are feeling better now. So, we are trying to get back into the swing of things. So, I know we missed a lot. What percent are you on? Right now, I am mm-hmm. at ninety six percent. Okay, ninety six percent. That's one more. Yeah, oh, that's right. one more. It, it, it's a slow climb because each day I'm doing a little bit of stuff. You know, like today I went to the market and I was in line. They said, "Well, you need the way the deal is. You need another paper towel." So I ran back to get another paper towel. Came back. I was like, "Wait a minute, I can breathe." So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that felt pretty good that I had to take all the uh, groceries in the house at uh, William Park because I have no kids here to help me. So I, I I did that. I was like, you know what? I feel pretty good. All right. So I, you know, I said I gave myself you know a ninety six. I didn't. I've been. I sat here. You know, my wife made dinner. Then you know, I had me my fruit cup and my cranberry juice to flush out the rest of the stuff. That that's the story I'll tell y'all later. But, uh, so it's been about, yeah, 96%. And I would say my wife is about at a 92, 93%. All right. Yeah. So we out here doing good. So I got enough energy to come back and host the No Give Me the podcast, which is right, uh, around the corner from Money in the Bank. And money in the bank lands on Mother's Day. There's so many things happening on Mother's Day 
tomorrow. But you, you, I mean, we got the Money in the Bank pay per view. We got the uh, the series premiere of the Last Ride. We still got episode seven and eight of the Last Dance. Then we got Bayface got a Mother's Day special going on IG tomorrow. Uh, everything is happening tomorrow. And I'm like, I still got two mothers, you know, to, to worry about. So I'm just like, whew, that's a lot. But we can sit there. We can talk about the predictions that we got for Money in the Bank after we sit there and pay the bills. Because, hey, it's been two weeks. I ain't paying in two weeks. So make sure you guys check out SpacesPhilly.com, the production company we are a part of. SpacesPhilly.com for all your podcast needs. You can check out the great shows they have on there, such as the Lulu and Pop. Little Pop Horror War Show, both sides, and the Mark and Dark Show. Then you can check out all the Nerd Coalition content over there as well, such as the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, had a great podcast this past weekend, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, got a lot of stuff to talk about on that podcast coming up, Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues, and uh, also we're working on that, getting Ballers Lounge up to you guys as well. You guys, you can listen to us wherever you guys listen to podcasts at, especially uh, we're on Apple po- Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, all that great stuff. If you like, listen to us on YouTube, we're uh, listen to us on YouTube Premium, but if you have Google Play, YouTube Premium should already be a thing. Also, make sure you guys, as the weather keeps changing, I don't know how it is down there in Florida Prime. But up here in Philly, we had some snow today. Mm, right. We, we, we had some flurries. I'm like, what is going on? May 9th, when we recorded this, we had some snow. So, you guys got an option. You guys can make sure you go out there and get your Nerd Coalition hoodies at therealnerdcoalition.com. Or make sure you get your t-shirts. We got the Shazam logo with the, the, the NC in there. The regular NC logo. The retro NC logo. We got more things coming also. And don't forget, because when anybody else is out there rocking my stuff out there in the cold, I'm making sure I rock my boy stuff, Q-Flow merch. Make sure you guys check out the Q-Flow layover. When I went out there shopping today, I had my layover hoodie on there to make sure everybody, I always attract everybody. And I, you know me, I have no problem explaining what's on my hoodie. So you guys can make sure you get your merch there and check out Q-Flow's latest album, The Wardrobe, on TheRealNerdCoalition.com as well. So, a lot of things going on, guys. Uh, to all the mothers out there, I wish them Happy Mother's Day. You know, so I have two mothers here. I know you, you, you both of you guys have mothers, so, you know, wish anybody Happy Mother's oh, yeah. Day. You know, so I hope everybody, you know, put their order in for their flowers to get there soon. <laughs> if they didn't already. Uh... But so, we got a, you know, since we're wrestling fans, we got a loaded Mother's Day coming up. And Money in the Bank is one of them, where you got to climb the corporate ladder to get to the Money in the Bank briefcase. Yes, we're actually going to have this match, number not only at the WWE headquarters, but it's going to be happening simultaneously. I did not know that it was going to be like that until I found out last week on SmackDown. Both matches are going to be happening at the same time. Yeah, I think that makes sense because you can't <clears> waste <throat> the stuff that you did in the first match on the second match. You're absolutely right. And then they got to climb 10 floors, which I thought it was only seven. 10 floors. <clears throat> and then once they get to the roof, they got to still climb 
a 16 foot ladder and grab the briefcase. I am so curious of how they're going to tape this. It's already been taped. So I'm curious to see how this is going to be done. It's like Die Hard <laughs> with, with wrestlers almost. But we still have another card to go on. So let's go. We're going to give our predictions of uh, Money in the Bank of who we probably think is going to win. Some matches that don't make sense at all. And some that I'm actually looking forward to. So let's start off with uh, <clears throat> Jeff Hardy just made his return on SmackDown. And he uh, had a confrontation with Sheamus and hit a swanton bomb. And now at Money in the Bank on the pre-show, we have Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro because that makes sense. The bar <clears throat> forever, right? What'd you say? The bar forever, right? Mm-hmm. So, guys, uh, Q, I'm going to start with you. Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro, which it will be a decent match, but I know he behind it. Who wins on this pre-show match? Um, uh, Jeff Hardy's gonna win. Second match back. <clears throat> There's no reason for him to lose. I mean, even though I do want to see him like swan tied off the side of the building, but we go ahead and we gotta deal with this right now. Uh, be like Big Show in WCW where he fell off <clears throat> the building, quote unquote. Exactly, bro. Hey, man, if, we day, if he swan tied off the side of the building, you don't see that. You didn't have like a camera run over to the side. You just see the body just laying there, like you know, dead well. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't happen like that. But uh who do you have, Primetime? I got I got Jeff. Yeah, uh I agree here. There's no reason for Jeff Hardy to lose since he's he's finally officially coming back and I mean going against the stars is all give him a good match, but it's the pre show. It's help probably help build him up for Sheamus. Uh let's go to the next match that they, that makes no sense that you guys just told me about before we started recording. And that is uh R Truth taking on MVP, who I swore retired. He said every after every time he's on TV, after every MVP lounge, all right, I'm retiring, and then build up the next week. Well, it, it looks like he's trying to start the beatdown clan with the wrong people. <laughs> like he, he talked like Shane Thorne and the other and Vink. I'm like, that's not a stable you want to start, but okay. Yeah, everybody thought he was gonna be with Ricochet and Cedric, but I guess that's not. what I thought. I guess they say, hey, we can't have that many people, urban people in the same group. Uh, you say black people. You have to say. <laughs> many black people. So, who y'all, okay, so R-True versus MVP. I, I won't pick MVP. I don't even see why R-True has had a ma- match. He's not even 24-7 champion right now. I, I would also say our, uh, MVP because he might have them come beat them down, <clears throat> beat R-True down. Exactly. Oh yeah, and Q, yeah. You, no, he's not the twenty four seven champion. You know who the twenty four seven champion is right now. Is it still Gronk? It's Gronkowski. Still, this man is going to the NFL with their championship. You know, Vince like all that. Oh my god! Tom Brady gonna try to pin him. <laughs> I'm telling you, Tom Brady gonna try to go for a roll up on Gronkowski. There's no way Tom Brady's not gonna. You know, this guy, Vince McMahon. Well, Tom Brady was a twenty four seven champion. That's good shit. Like <laughs> Tom freaking Brady. Like Tom Brady gonna be out there on the O line with the belt on around his waist. I'm telling you. <laughs> if can you imagine he holds a championship with Tom Brady win another championship and still got a twenty four seven championship? Like that's like, like it's a good thing. <laughs> but imagine if he had they it. Be, the they be the ones to let Tom Brady hold on to the belt till the Super Bowl too. 
Oh, that'd be crazy. Alright, so, but who do you got? Q-Flow. Uh, well, now that I know Truthin got the belt, I, I, I take MVP. <laughs> Alright. I think uh, MVP wins with some help. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be that Shane Thorne, Vink mm-hmm. guy. Uh, I think I'm calling the beat-up clan, the beat-up <clears throat> clan. <laughs> the beat em ups it's going to suck regardless. Uh, let's Before go. we get into the car, I got a question. Yeah, like, we can we can cut this out. Um, I I was gonna ask like if we're doing predictions. Do you think are we still doing like the points winners or are we gonna do predictions from this to determine who who gets that? Well, okay. Here's the thing. So the fantasy was over at the WrestleMania. Now, obviously, we, we, we got a different kind of WrestleMania because of the situation. And then, once again, <clears throat> after that podcast, we were supposed to do the fantasy points to pick a new fantasy, fantasy league. Unfortunately, we I got sick. Mm-hmm. So, that set everything back. So, we couldn't do it because we still didn't go over the results and stuff like that. So, unfortunately, right now, money in the bank is not count for anything. No, I, I mean, that's what I was, I, I was trying to ask, like, could we just predict to see who win, whoever get the closest? What? I guess not. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to go by the points. Like, yeah, no, we're going to go by our points from after Mania. It's yeah. I mean, because you, you won two times in one night, that don't mean nothing. <laughs> it means a lot. It means I might have won the fantasy. Again. But, you know. I'm pretty sure, I mean, I'm pretty sure you won and I was second because I had, I had a couple people win. I mean, well, you know, I had a lot of people losing in my fantasy all night, like real. But I ain't gonna say that. But uh, we didn't hear, we didn't hear it there. So, I, I, like I said, since, since this is the first podcast back, I'm still trying to work out the kinks and stuff like that. I just wanted yeah. to know. Yeah, no, but I understand that. But no, we we just doing the regular predictions right now. I know everybody want the the 50 points from you know the money in the bank, but I'm just like, but right now, you know, I had to take care of my health and stuff like that. So we're gonna do it that okay. way. Alright, what about, what about whenever we start, whenever, whenever we pick people? Never mind, cause that wouldn't make no sense. Alright, keep going. Keep yes, going. uh, let's go on to, uh, the Fatal 4 Way Tag Team Matchup for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The New Day takes on Miz and Morrison, take on the Forgotten Sons, why are they a thing? Taking on the Lucha House Party because the Uso had to get injured, Jimmy. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, if if, if if Jimmy didn't get injured, we wouldn't have no Lucha House Party in this matchup. You know, that used to be the Iron Man of WWE. Who? Uh, J- Jimmy Uso. Yeah, he used to. There's something happened. Like, like he Jim, tripped and fell or something. I, I don't know where he injured from, but he's out. I just hope that he's not sick. So, let's do it that way. So, it's not, right. it's not an elimination match. And, uh... It's not a ladder match because we, we have enough of that. So, who you, do the Forgotten Sons take the New Day Championship? That's, that's basically the big question. Nah. You, nah. Think, you don't think so? I say the New Day win it. I mean, if the. Going, yeah. by, your, going by your uh your usual rule, New Day's going to win. Okay. Uh, how are they going to do this match? Is it a gauntlet match or are they just going to be all out there at the same time? All out there at the same time, fatal four. Yeah. Kind of like how they were on SmackDown with eight man tag player. 
So nah. it's gonna be all the. For some That's reason, me. look, <clears throat> I want the New Day to do it, but I don't see who the New Day feuds with after this matchup. And it's like this: if you know, I don't like the Forgotten Sons, but if you don't build them up, you just cut their legs off from underneath them, <clears throat> sanity. Then you, you once again, you know, they're, they're, it was points for them to come up. So you gotta make a point. You gotta make a statement somehow. They just uh, won the title. Who do they? Yes, less less than a month ago. They you know, Vince don't care about that. Vince wants to make New Day the, the longest reigning, which he already did, and the most held tag team champion. So he take that away, get the Forgotten Sons uh, a, a minute with it, and then the, the New Day can finish coloring in their gear so Xavier Woods can come back. And then, uh, <laughs> then they can find, they can find I, something to do. First of all, I like their gear of how you, you got to color it in, and then when, it, when it's fully colored, Xavier Woods will be back. I'm gonna go out the limb here and say Forgotten Sons win the match. And they become oh. the new tag team. I don't like it, but I just have a feeling. So Forgotten Sons are your new tag team champions. Alright, let's go on to the singles match for the for the women's championship. We got Bailey God taking on Tamina. <laughs> How did Tamina get this match? I don't know. How I, does Tamina? I told y'all when that when that dark side of the ring of her pops come out, she's gonna get a title shot. He said it, and I'm mad he right though. <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm just mad he right. And on SmackDown, Tamina obviously got the the win over Bailey, which will not happen again. So uh, I have Bailey winning this matchup. Obviously, distraction from Sasha Banks. There's, there's no rational reason to ever put the belt on Tamina. She is you really here. To, she's here to be a placeholder. You know what? Don't do it. Don't do it, Prime. Don't I do it. Don't, don't, Prime. Look, I know I said Forgotten Sons, okay, but I'm just going by tag team right now. Tell me yourself, but you know good damn well. I think they might just try to give her a bone for a little bit. Why? Because the daddy did it? Nah, because she's been there for a long time. <laughs> like, you just, I don't know. So, I can see Tamina winning it and losing it immediately. <clears throat> yeah, I was saying, like, I, I can see her winning it and then somebody cashing it in on her immediately. Wow. Like, Bailey and Sasha Banks beat her up <clears throat> after the match and then somebody come down and win, it, win the title that way. Or it could be a thing where, like, Bailey loses it, which I do not think that's happening. And then if Sasha was found away in the match, I don't know, like attack Carmella, and uh, I think Dana Brooke more than Carmella. <clears throat> yeah, and do that, then maybe she come in, cash on Tamina, and win the and win the matchup. Or to I I don't know, I just don't see Tamina win this matchup. I have Bailey. Y'all have Tamina. <clears throat> I have Tamina. So she can I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go out on. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Tamina. Ugh, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, <clears throat> let's go for the singles match for the Universal Championship. It's like a SmackDown show here. Uh, we have Braun Strowman taking on Mister Rogers Bray Wyatt. Uh, this feud has been, you know, like a a lighter at best. Like you flick it on, it got some heat to it, but. They try to pull from, from old stuff, and I'm like, 
it's not really getting me there because <clears throat> if it ain't the fiend, I'm uninterested, and I don't need to see Mister Rogers, Bray Wyatt, Russell, because you know, you know he's not going to win. He he don't he's not there to win his matches. He's just there to intimidate and scare people into into you know basically be the fiend set up. So Braun Strowman beats Bray Wyatt, and then I say the fiend comes out and takes out Braun Strowman. So. That's my prediction. What y'all have? <clears throat> you go with that. You go with that, kid? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I was saying I could go with that. Oh, well, I, I think that in the middle of the match, he might transform into a fiend. Yeah, if this was AEW, he's going to get Matt Hardy, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's heavily edited. He's supposed to be this supernatural being. So, I mean, why not? I mean, so I feel like that's something Undertaker would do in the video game. Turn the lights off and come back on and he's a different character. So why not just go ridiculous with it? I mean I, I, I agree, but so you had the fiend win a championship? <clears throat> if the fiend appears, then yes. If he don't do it, no. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> what about you Q you agree with what I said? I said I agree with you. Okay. Uh <clears throat> For the WWE Championship, this is a match actually that does got some great heat behind it. I'm actually interested in seeing this one. Drew McIntyre takes on the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins. The only thing about this match is <clears throat> we seen this match way too much when <coughs> Seth was the champion. So it's like, how are they gonna do? How are they gonna put together a better match? Than I, I mean, well, to be fair, you know, Drew be getting the upper hand on Seth Rollins, so. And this, and he was this, beating them every week when it was Seth as the champ. Yes. <laughs> every single week, yeah. Yeah, he was beating the ball. I mean, but yeah, he was just done but dogs in the sidekick. So, but now, I mean, you know what? because we rarely had a one-on-one match. I mean, in a while between McIntyre and Seth. Yeah, okay, mm. it's been over years. So I guess. I guess you're right. So, I got to go with the uh, obviously McIntyre retaining. This is Seth Rollins is a good opponent for him to start off with to help build his championship run, but uh, McIntyre has no reason of losing here, so I got I got McIntyre winning with the help of Murphy, and maybe AOP come back so the whole you know church following comes back to help McIntyre. No, to help what well, the, the I mean to try to help Seth, but it's still. I mean, the numbers game, I still think McIntyre, even with the numbers game with Murphy, I'm just saying uh, McIntyre still won, but they, they still probably could come out and try to help, but I got McIntyre winning. You go ahead, Prime. I got McIntyre winning clean. Oh, clean. No, no, no Murphy, no nobody? Uh, Maybe Murphy is just sitting out there. He gives him a Claymore, but other than that, I think he's going to win pretty clean. No cheating, really, or nothing. Okay. What about you, Q Flow? Um Man, part of for some reason I just feel like Seth might take it on an upset. Mm. I'm going I'm I'm gonna go Seth Rollins. Two upsets in one night, Tamina and Seth Rollins? <laughs> I, no, I'm just, nah, maybe not. <laughs> I would say it's possible I'm just saying I would have changed the other upset. <laughs> 
the upset. I'm, I'm gonna go for the upset. Okay. Now, uh, let's talk about what we came here for: the Money in the Bank ladder matches. So, uh, for the women, we have Oscar versus Shayna Baszler versus Nia Jax versus Dana Brooke versus Lacey Evans versus Carmella. And the men's, we have Daniel Bryan versus Rey Mysterio versus Aleister Black versus King Corbin versus Otis versus AJ Styles. Six. I think Sasha Banks going to take out uh, Lacey Evans. What'd you say? I think Sasha Banks going to take out Lacey Evans. Yeah, I, I, and I think it's so too. Now, first off, that I, a lot of people were asking why is Dana Brooke and Carmella in this matchup? Because Dana Brooke beat Naomi. And Carmella beat Mandy Rose, but we know why she beat Mandy Rose. But here's the thing. I really think that Carmella and Dana Brooke are getting this spot because they were sick and missed WrestleMania. Because they were supposed to be in that WrestleMania match. So I think this is WWE throwing them a bone like because since they had since they were sick and had to do the fourteen day quarantine on and stuff like that, I really think there's like, you know what? Uh it wasn't your fault. You had to miss it. So here you get a big spot in this money in the bank match. That's that's why I truly think they were there over Naomi so, and Sasha Banks. So you think they're sabotage putting the best two women's wrestlers in the match for Dana Brooke and Carmella? I strongly agree that because it's not even about sabotage. It's about because it ain't like Carmella and Dana Brooke can't. I mean, well, Dana Brooke's getting better, but I mean to put them in a high profile match. I really think this is a thing of them. Casting the favors, like it's, it's kind of like if, if I'm cool with you, and you missed a big payday because you're sick, you couldn't help because you were sick, and it's just like, all right, well, I'll put you in the next one, which is. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, just know Sasha and Naomi would have did some crazy stuff, and that's what we want to see in the winning the bank ladder match. I mean, I agree with you, but then on top of that, we doing something, we doing something completely different here, and on top of that. It, it, I, it, it, it's it's hard. I mean, like I said, to me, look at the match. There's no reason why Sasha shouldn't be in here, okay? And there's no reason why Naomi shouldn't be here. That so I, I agree with you, but I'm saying the only reason why I think those two are not in here is just because it, they were sick. They didn't get a chance to do WrestleMania. So let's. Uh, to me, the one he was supposed to be at WrestleMania. So, <clears throat> so since they, since they couldn't do WrestleMania, let them do the Money in the Bank ladder match. Now, I can see Sasha taking out Lacey Evans and she not being able to compete and Sasha joins the matchup and goes on to win it. But once again, we don't necessarily know. Paul Cruz is supposed to be in this matchup and then he got another storyline going on so he's not even in the match anymore. So, <clears throat> right now, the first thing I want to know from y'all, it ain't about who's winning. It's how is this match going to be done? Um, so that's another company, this Japanese company that did something similar to this, but it wasn't like a ladder match. It just had to go from the bottom floor to the top floor. I think WWE can take a lot of stuff from from what they did. Just a lot of ridiculous, wacky stuff. But um, this match, I'm. How many? How many people you think they're gonna try to like have fighting on the elevator or going over the rail? How, you think they're gonna try to recreate that, that WWF commercial from back in the day? Some ridiculous stuff. I think so because see what what I think is gonna happen is I think 
this match kicks off the show and ends the show at the same time. I th- I think this match is going to be like Dean Ambrose versus Luke Hart from Extreme Rules 20, was it 15, 16? Probably 15, probably. Yeah. When it was like the match started and then throughout the night the match was still going on. So, obviously, <clears throat> I don't think they're going to start like an hour. I mean, they may give us out, but I, 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 the way I'm thinking it's going to happen is if you got 12 people, and I think and they all start in the lobby, and they start, it's like, okay, it, it's, it's so hard to follow the action like with 12 people right then and there because... When it, when you have the corporate building, you want them to go all over the building. Mm-hmm. You want them to, to go to offices. You want them to go into the kitchen. You want them to go. And there's a reason why they show all those different rooms in um <clears throat> in in the promo because they record this already, so they they want to show you where they're going to go. I didn't even know the W headquarters had a kitchen. Yeah, right. Of course they do. <laughs> you know Vince. What? Oh, no, because look, because honestly, I, I'm, I'm looking at it as an office building. I mean, they probably, have, well, of course, cafeteria because coworkers got to eat and stuff like that. But I'm just saying, I, you know, I, I, there's some places in there that I was like, oh shit, I didn't know they even had this in here. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they got. They might go to all the uh, memorabilia. Exactly. They might go to office, Triple H office, or something. In there. Exactly. So of course you're gonna have somebody that's gonna to try to run run up the stairs. You gonna have you're gonna have somebody that's gonna to try to take the elevator. And see, I don't know how they're gonna use the elevator because the elevator is the kind of thing where it's like, why would you push any other floor but the tenth floor? Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Or, somebody can run up the stairs and press the button and then catch them while they're going up or something. Yeah. Or or it could be a thing like, you know, Oscar kicks uh her karma like Nia Jax you know, Nia Jax kind of like throws Oscar out the elevator, and Carmella comes and just like pushes all the buttons, and then the elevator door closes, so it has to stop at each floor. It could, you know, uh, it could be so crazy like that. Uh, do I see us getting any kind of crazy spots? I kind of hope so. <clears throat> I see us doing crazy spots, but I feel like I feel like one big spot is going to happen, but it might be a stunt. Do you I think? Like. Do Do you think anybody is? Either falling down the stairs or falling off the roof. I don't see them falling off the roof. Nobody I see them falling off the roof. I can see them falling off the, the platform that they have in the in the building. It's like on the like third floor or so. Uh huh. Right above the front door, I can see somebody falling off of that. You know what? I can agree with you on that one too. So, uh, who do we have coming out on top? I'll start with you, Prime Time. I'm gonna say AJ Styles. I do think AJ Styles is come back to winning. Honestly, I, nobody in that match honestly intrigued me to win the belt other than AJ Styles. Not even Alistair at this point. Alistair would have been my would have been my second choice because first of all, when, if Apollo was still in, the, in this matchup, Alistair was my pick. Okay. But then I figured I was like, if AJ come back after being buried alive, I'm just like, look. Then AJ gonna come back with a vengeance. It's gonna be AJ Styles, and since AJ came back and he wrote Apollo Cruz off, I I agree. I think AJ Styles climbs the corporate ladder and gets the money in the bank briefcase, and then turns back face again. <laughs> and uh, 
Who do you have for the women? Uh, maybe Oscar. How really? Maybe Oscar or Sasha if she gets in the match somehow. If Sasha gets in the match, it's going to Sasha. It has to. If Sasha gets in the match, it has to. But the question is, <clears throat> does Sasha take somebody out during the match or before it starts? It might be like uh, she's unable to compete. Because if she has to take her out before it starts so she can enter in the matchup because uh, if she takes her out during the match, that's kind of the purpose. You know, it's like... Yeah, so we she can't, wants to take her out before the match starts, like way before the match starts, like early in the night. Like, that's so do you think this thing starts at the beginning of the show or you think it's like like, like the Gorgano Chopper we just sitting there for an hour just watching what happens I think it's probably going to be a straight shot a straight shot I mean I, I think it's going to be some funny stuff I think it's going to be some interactions I, re- I think there's going to be some tag team men and women help and you never know wouldn't it be funny if like Oscar Squirrel with Alistair Black I mean, I I would love if they allow that yeah. to happen, but <laughs> because oh, that ain't Nia Jax can beat up somebody, beat up on uh, a Mysterio or somebody. I'm about to say, oh, you know, or Nia Jax and O's could just like you know collide or something like that. It, they they gotta do something, you know, because it gotta be something entertaining because you're not gonna start with tough. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be like a Royal Rumble match almost. It's gonna be so hard to follow, and you gotta have stuff that's gonna make sense. Like somebody got. I don't think it's gonna be hard to follow because it's gonna be like a elimination type of thing. Nobody's gonna get eliminated, but when you're trying to get your way to the top. Somebody's gonna take hard bumps and they're gonna be out for the match. This person's gonna fall off of this scaffold. They're gonna be out for the match. Yeah. Or it could be you know it would be a great thing like AJ makes it to like the ninth floor or the tenth floor and the elevator opens and it's Alistair Black right there. You know, <laughs> shit like that to, to me will be entertaining. So. I mean, you got to go balls to the wall. How about you, Q? Who wins the men's and who wins the women's? Um. Now, here's my thing. AJ, I don't know. Him He, he him and the company, I got to see how him and the company is really going. Because he, 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 he mad at the company right now. So... I, I don't know if they just gonna hand it to him as a sorry we got rid of your best friends type of thing. Um, I don't know, man. I'm gonna go with my sleeper pick, and that's uh, I was what? Okay. And then <clears throat> for the women's, I'm praying Sasha gets in this match. Who does she take that's, out? That's, uh. I'm gonna say she take out Carmella. Carmella's had plenty of title opportunities. She can go without another one. Dana Brooke on the other end, yeah, I get it. She's still green, but this is her first time. Like, how many times has she had a chance? So exactly, I'm saying eventually she 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 be getting better. You gotta reward her somehow. So yeah. So nah, I got uh, she probably gonna take out uh. I would prefer she takes out uh, Carmella. So, do you think do, do you think this match is going to start at the beginning and they keep cutting away the other matches and then go back, or is this going to be like a one shot thing main event? Uh, 
Cause I mean, it's hard. That's something I like. Cause it's a pay per view. If you want to just do one whole like an hour match as your main event, cause that's what you would book it as, and then you just you you did some great recording in an hour. Then hey, why not? Yeah. Or you know, say so, or if they want to do like different segments and be like after this match, just go tune in to see what's happening. You know, at the main event. I mean, well, you know, that that could kind of mess it up too. Mess up the the flow of things so it really all depends I don't I'm excited because I'm going here not knowing what to expect and you got you got to give credit where credit is due when they doing it like first of all one thing WWE will do is they will overuse the whole cinematic approach yeah, of course they, they, that, that, it's what they they can do you can't beat WWE in the cinematics however they will run that shit to death. <laughs> and I'm just like, look, it's best to space it all out. But, I I mean, right now, of course, the Money in the Bank is going to be a cinematic thing. And I can't wait to talk about it after it happens. But I'm just like, look, everything don't need to be cinematic all the time. You you, you do that once you do that once in a while. That's what keeps it fresh. And I just, I see them just <laughs> running this joint to the ground because they ain't got no audience or nothing else to go with. And the, the regular casuals was just like, "Yeah, we love it," but uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna stick with AJ Styles. If Sasha Banks is in the match, I pick Sasha. But if she's not in the match, Shayna Baszler wins it. I didn't even think about Shayna. Oh shit, I forgot Shayna was in it. Yeah, yeah. she's not in it. So, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I go with that. Yeah, I think I don't have Shayna winning it though. I don't know. I, I can't. Well, if if, okay, if Sasha's not in it, then somebody got to win it. Is it Nia Jax? Because, you know, Nia Jax has been very dominant. I mean, I, obviously, they were making fun of Otis of can't climb the ladder because he's too big and, and the steps kept breaking. So, which was kind of funny. Big Show ladder from a couple of years ago. Yeah, that, that Big Show ladder was something, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know if they're going to do the same thing. Can you imagine? Could you imagine uh, Tamina winning? Nia Jax wins and cashes in on her cousin. Wow, that is the money. That is the money in the bank right there that no one asked for. (laughs) That is the one that it says. Cousins, like dog, we do not care. We don't care about like that because that that match alone is going to be a train wreck. To me, it's still going to be tired for the Bailey matchup. So. Yeah, those are my picks. AJ Styles for the men's. And if Sasha Banks does not take out somebody to win it, then it's going to be Shayna Baszler. Because that'll be the face-off between her and Becky Lynch the next night on Raw. Yeah, somebody going to have to get this this title off of Becky like real soon. Yeah, I I, I do agree with you, Primetime. I'm not mad at you for that. I, I do agree with you. Well, guys, those were our predictions for Money in the Bank. Uh, so make sure you guys t- tune in. I plan on, after Money in the Bank is over, I want to see what the fellows are doing and see if they want to do a review of it so I can have it up for you guys by Monday. So hopefully stay tuned for all that. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to move on. Uh, so it's been a while now. I know you guys haven't seen it, but... I want to do my SmackDown review because I always do these things kind of late. But I thought SmackDown actually 
this past week was not that bad. I mean, of course we've had better, but I still don't think that th- this past week on SmackDown it was that bad. Uh, we, we we got Mandy and Sonya, which uh, Sonya Deville has really grown on me as a heel, and I'm like really, really liking her, and I'm like her doing that Victoria crazy stuff is making her more attractive to me. Uh, I'm just, just, okay. just, let's no, just, I've been saying that, yo, Sonya Deville is gorgeous. Yeah, she is, man. I'm just like, hey, because she could look like a, a lot of other things. So, SmackDown this week, uh, we start off SmackDown with Mandy Rose taking on Sonya Deville, this uh, grudge match. This is not going to be the end of the grudge match. I thought we would get this match at Money in the Bank. We we didn't. Yeah, we did all that build up to have it at SmackDown, Smackdown. the go-home show, to Money in the Bank. So, I'm just like, okay, but fine, whatever. Uh, the, the matchup, like I said, is kind of bland at first. And uh, I mean, Mandy Rose starts taking on Sonya. It's one of them. It's one one of those heel matches where you know the heel been gaining the advantage the whole storyline, and then when they come, they get their ass whooped type thing. That's what that's what it was. But then Sonya gets the, the uh, delayed grip on Mandy Rose and uh, talking shit to her. She says, "I really having fun doing this," and I thought you know that was all uh, entertaining. Uh, like I said, the match goes a little bit back and forth, but then Sonya wins with a roll up. She doesn't even win with the, uh, the finishing move or anything. And Mandy's in shock. So we already see that this is going to continue. They already show Otis in the back and Dolph Ziggler in the back, you know, cheering on each other's fellow partner. <laughs> I should say at least. But Dolph is still trying to, you know, get with Mandy. Uh, Eight-man tag team matchup. We got the New Day and the Lucha House Party taking on the Miz and Morrison and the Forgotten Sons and this match I want to say was about 10 minutes too long mm-hmm. I feel like it was <clears> only 10 minutes but alright what'd you say? I feel like it was only 10 minutes but alright no, it, it felt longer than that and I was like I looked up and I was like this match is still going on <clears throat> and I'm like look this is basically going to be the same match and money in the bank uh, Big E tosses Kofi over the ropes Kofi almost wipes out in like face first on the ropes. Thank God uh, there was Jackson Riker over there to catch him because you know the Miz don't catch nobody. And then uh, the the Lucha House Party go back to, to take out everybody. So that, that's how the commercial thing goes. And then we come back, and then uh, we still get a brawl between all the teams. And like I said, t- for, for, for a fatal four way matchup. This match sure to be felt just slow. Uh, on the outside, the New Day get uh, taken out, and uh, Kofi gets power bomb on top of Big E, and then we go into the ring. Miz hits a blind tag on uh, John Morris had to get the poison runner by uh, Lince Dorado hits the skull crusher finale, and the Miz and Morris pick up the win here. So, just like I said. They were the ones that looked strong on SmackDown. I don't see no winning, but I definitely see the Forgotten Sons being forgotten no more. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> yeah, that's just the way it looks to me. Uh, we get the the, the the confrontation, the stare down between Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. And, you know, I don't... How do y'all feel about Braun Strowman on the microphone? 
other than to get these hands? Uh, he need to actually it's put really in some work other than saying get these hands. I have yeah, to that whole like like the gimmick. Like, I got your gimmick now, man. Talk slow, get these hands. Talk loud and slow. I am the beast. You're gonna <laughs> get these hands. Like we don't care, man. I mean, I agree, but when he is like in a like I'm a dialogue promo. It don't work for him, in my personal opinion. Bray comes out. He asks the same stuff. You know, why would you leave? And he says, "But I have a present for you." And he gives him. He takes out the black sheep mask. And then you know, Braun talks about how he wanted to build his own. And then all the puppets come up on on the screen and talk about for, for Braun to join. And then he says, "No, I'm not going to fall for that." I'm going to see you at Money in the Bank. And then he does the Bray Wyatt. Bye. See you later. As Bray Wyatt just uh, stares into the ring. And I'm like, this match should have more heat to it because of the history Braun Strowman has with the Wyatt family. But it just doesn't. They're just trying to pull it out of nowhere. Out of thin air. Out of thin air. I'm just like, why is Bray going back for the Universal Championship when he lost so easily to Goldberg? Because that obviously, you know, plans had changed. And I'm like, so now Goldberg got beat by Braun Strowman. And now you're trying to go after Goldberg. And I mean, trying to go after Braun Strowman as the regular Bray Wyatt, not even the Fiend. I'm just like, (sighs) sometimes it just gives you a headache. Uh, Carmella, Dana Brooke set their sights on both women. Money in the Bank. They get they get interviewed and they talk about how happy they are in the, in the to be in the Money in the Bank. And then Carmella says, "Well, I'm gonna win for a second time, and I'm gonna show you why Mella is money." So we get a little promo, and uh, now we get the return of Jeff Hardy. Throughout the past weeks, we've been getting vignettes about Jeff Hardy, about the rise, the fall, the addiction, whatever the case may be, of Jeff Hardy. Well, now they have the redemption, and then now he finally comes back to talk about his redemption, but somebody who's not happy about that is Sheamus. Sheamus comes out to the ring and does not like how Michael Cole keeps interrupting his matches to talk about Jeff Hardy. Nobody cares about... What matches? Oh... (laughs) Main event? It's, well, you know, Sheamus is the one that beating up your boy Leon Ruff, and then, you know, uh, what was it? Dejanay? Well, what's the guy's name? I forgot. Ah, oh, I forgot. I know yeah, yeah the, the one that you don't like. So, yeah. Those squash matches that Sheamus been having, but right afterwards, they were playing a Jeff Hardy video. So, the Sheamus comes out, and he tries to attack Jeff Hardy, but then they get into a little scuffle. Jeff Hardy hits the twist of fate. Takes the shirt off to a crowd that says nothing. And then goes up there and hits a swan time bomb on Sheamus, which is the reason why we have him versus Cesaro at Money in the Bank. So makes a lot of sense, don't it? It it, it does make a lot of sense. But it looks like Sheamus is definitely going to have to interfere, maybe. Or he he gets the clean win over Cesaro, and then Sheamus comes back next week on SmackDown, which will be a long wait because SmackDown just feels so long now since it's on Fridays. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just I just straight, straight be forgetting that SmackDown be on a Friday as opposed to when it was on Tuesdays. But you know what? You know can't flip out about it. We go tag team matchup: Lacey Evans and Tamina uh, versus Bailey and Sasha Banks. 
So, uh, Lacey Evans got her, you know, saying you can do it. Uh, woman's poster shirt on. All she was missing was the red bandana. And, uh, it, it basically, just a little bit of tag team matchup that was, was kind of pointless. Uh, Lacey Evans hits the women's right on Sasha Banks. She keep she keep eating this women's right. And I'm just like, yo, you, you gonna stop embarrassing Sasha like this? Uh, she gets the women's right, falls inside the ring, barely knocks out Lacey Evans, and then Tamina hits. You know, I, I can't even call it a super kick no more. I call I just call it a cross kick, and hits Bailey, okay. and then hits the Samoan drop and pins Bailey clean one two three in the middle of the ring. So, to me, is I'm just what you say, that ain't gonna happen. Say what? You said that ain't gonna happen again. That, that ain't happening again. That's not happening again. Because even Bailey was getting kind of mad that she, she she first of all, so Bailey hits Tamina once again, who has never been used on the roster that much, comes back at WrestleMania because they need an open slot, and we haven't seen her. She got four, she got forty five year old bad knees. She barely hits a belly to belly on her and the Macho Man elbow, and Tamina kicks out. Said no one ever. Said no one ever. And y'all saying Tamina gonna win a championship? I'm like, yo, where's that energy when Jinder Mahal beat Randy Orton and became the champion? Everybody's like, Jinder fucking Mahal. Well, I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to see no title reign. I'm just trying to see. Hey, 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 you was there. You tell me where the energy was at. Look, bro, look, screw, I screwed Jinder Mahal and screwed Tamina. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, when Jinder Mahal won a championship, I was dumbfounded. I was like, Jinder Mahal, are you kidding me? No, thank you. And then... Jinder Mahal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then on top of that, he, he had to be in chair for like six months. I'm like, wow, they all gave him a reign too? Okay. And he was beating people. I, I I remember the podcast of how pissed Primetime was when he beat Nakamura. I'm like, yeah, this was back when Nakamura oh, had, yeah. had, had low heat love. What'd, what'd you say, Ryan? I said he beat him two times, too. Yeah, he, he was like, this is Shinsuke fucking Nakamura. I was like, yeah, I remember all that. So, <laughs> I remember all that anger. And I, but, but now, this the one who can't even get her leg up high enough for a, a super kick and can't do the, can't do the super fly special more because all she do is lay on her knees. This is this this shit king, this shit champion. Well, nah, somebody gonna cash in on. I just wanted her to win so that they can say they, they gave it to her so that they can fire her. But then that would be mean if I said it like that. So yeah, I mean, they're not gonna fire to me. Tamina is the one they call when no other woman is showing up. Well, eventually they're gonna have to find somebody else because Tamina getting getting old. Though. Getting. To me, they talked to me to come to the ring. It looked like she got bad knees and three kids. It all yeah, the you, t- you would think <laughs> you would think she's older than Christopher Daniels. How, how they both walk to the ring? You yeah, oh, Christopher Daniels walks a little bit better than Tamina do. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying, Kurt Angle walks bad to the ring, but uh, Christopher, oh, yeah, well. Christopher Daniels is something different. But yeah, <clears throat> so that's what happens. I'm like, she pins barely clean in the middle of the ring. I'm just like, oh. God, I can't be that happy. So, but I definitely don't have Tamina winning. Sorry, we already talked about that already. Six man tag team matchup: Corbin and Cesaro with Cesaro and Nakamura is taking Odell Bryan, Drew Gulak, and a partner of their choosing. Whoever they're going to find. Oh, well, 
Otis is back to doing nothing because I don't know where Tucky is at. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, just staying, I'm staying home. Is that? I mean, well, hey, he he could be doing that. He could be like, look, bro, I ain't come over here for the. For, for the if I'm not gonna be in the storyline. I'm not flying all the way over there. So uh, they pick Otis, and uh, the matchup is really not nothing of a match. It's more so of a segment kind of thing because. The match just starts uh, breaking down as Gulak and uh, Cesaro, who are just some great in-ring technicians, are just going back and forth with the submission. <clears throat> then Nakamura comes in and it takes out uh, Gulak, and then Otis comes in, takes out Nakamura, and then uh, King Corbin once again wants to talk him and Dan Bryan going at it. And then Dan Bryan brings the ladder into the ring uh, to, to, to try to count the ladder. Uh, but then now everybody needs their, needs their time with, with the ladder. They do this every money in the bank. Toss Dan Bryan out. Otis comes in and tries to climb the ladder. Breaks the first two steps. They are trying to illustrate that this man is too fat to climb the ladder. Yo, that's definitely setting up for that big show ladder. It is. It is. Cause he goes to the first, he's like he he, he breaks it, and he's like nah. Then he tries to go over it, but then uh, Corbin comes in and tosses him right top rope right on to uh, him and Dan Bryan on both on the outside, and then Corbin sets the ladder up, climbs up, gets the briefcase, and sits there and poses. Cause you know that's not happening again. Definitely. Corbin is not winning this two times. And Corbin lost, you know, he lost money in the bank. So, obviously, he didn't have a good run with it in the first place. But uh, that's how SmackDown ends this week. So, uh, once again, I do pass the failing grades. And SmackDown gets a slight pass from me. I I didn't hate the show too much until I seen Corbin on top of that ladder. But compared to these other unwatchable SmackDowns, this one wasn't that bad. So yeah, they had to do something for the go home show. Exactly, and I'm just like, even though I think, I think, I think, ha, I think Mandy and Sonya would have been a better match to put on the show opposed to MVP and r Truth. You know, just saying, but uh, it's still not over between you them. Give the fifty year olds a chance to wrestle. <clears throat> You're right, and like I said, for Money in the Bank, I just want to see how they play this match out. And I think it's going to get them a lot of views because of just curiosity. Because of curiosity. And us wrestling fans, we're going to watch it regardless. But everybody like, hey, they got to fight throughout this whole building to get to the top. I'm really I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to record it. Because if it's lazy, like that they all battle in the lobby, and then they all take the elevator, take the stairs to the 10th floor, and then they battle around there for a little bit, then go outside. I'm like, well, what's the point of the building? The point is you got to fight all over this building. It's straight diehard. You got to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, re- I'm, re- I'm really interested to see what they do. Yeah. Well, guys, that was my SmackDown review. Post out your comments down below if you guys enjoy my review and, and write in the comments of what do you think is going to happen at Money in the Bank. And uh, like, subscribe, and share, and all that great stuff. But then now we're going to uh, move on with the rest of the podcast. 
Welcome back to the Wednesday Night War, and it's been about two to three weeks since me and Prime got back on here and did the Wednesday Night War, and it just seems to happen that we come back on the Wednesday Night War where both NXT and AEW were at the highest of their games. Uh-huh. We got a COVID. Exactly. I mean, they had a double champion. Uh, 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 was it two championship matches on NXT, and then uh-huh. we got the tag team street fight. Uh, uh-huh. There is one thing I did want to mention because I, I was trying last week to get enough energy to do the Wednesday Night War, only because I wanted to talk about the whole inner circle uh bunch thing that they did, like the Brady yeah. bunch. And mm-hmm. it, it, it had all the people on there when they was doing the whole slap stuff. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to talk about this so bad. I, I just couldn't. Oh, okay. okay. Could not get enough yeah, edges like about that. Kevin Smith and Jay Mews. Uh, he's like, was that Lou Ferrigno? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I, thought that was, I thought it was uh, Lenny Poffo at first, honestly. Yeah, so did I. So did I. And I was like, okay, I see the muscle. And the old muscle is Lou Ferrigno. Okay, so. But yeah, you know, having all of that and then having, you know, the the slap with the with the Puerto Rican slipper having Sunny kissing there and I was just like what I said what is Virgil excuse me or yeah. you know, Soul Train Jones Soul Train Jones uh, yeah so I, I'm sorry I couldn't get you know to that I apologize but uh, I, I've seen another people that I, I've seen uh, somebody else that do that and I, they did a good job I've I seen it to you after you done but yeah okay, I got to see it remind myself Okay. But that was good. So let's st- <clears throat> we're gonna start off with NXT this week and NXT we, we start off with the new Johnny Gorgano and Candice LeRae taking on Dominic Dajakovic. Mm-hmm. The Rebel Heart is no more. Exactly. So now this heart soul NXT Johnny Gorgano is not him and Candice is embracing the full heel <clears throat> persona with with them two now. How how do you like it? Because we haven't talked much about it. How do you like the new Candice LeRae and the, the new Jago Gekka? She got her hair all dyed white and everything. I, she, she don't look bad. <clears throat> it would be interesting to see. Uh, I, I just thought this whole thing would have been a fail if he didn't change his theme song. So I'm glad he changed his theme song. You, you don't understand how happy I am <laughs> that that theme song has been changed. I mean, I like, I like Rebel Heart. I ain't gonna even lie. I, I, I enjoy Rebel Heart. Yeah, but it's but, um, but it, it's not it's, like an anime though. It, I was like, this is not a heel song. I mean, this is Johnny Gargano. <laughs> anime? What? <laughs> no, no. I, I'm, this one seems more heelish, but I don't think he's gonna keep it so long. I like, I think he's gonna go back to Rebel Heart in like six months. I can see that. Or by, or by WrestleMania next year, I can see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so Johnny Gargano is uh trying to pull off the uh turnbuckle post and then uh, Dr. Kovic gets him up in like a powerbomb thing but then he gets Hurricanrana into the exposed turnbuckle and then John Gano hits uh, his finish move was it the last D the, the springboard DDT that he does now and pins Dominic Dajakovic with that and uh, it was a good opening matchup you know I thought, I thought it was good I, I, I think I like Gorgano using the, the, the what's it called the, the final D I don't, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure what it's called, but I like, I mean, he got new gear, too. I actually, I'm kind of liking the new gear. What if he goes from, what if we start going from, like, X-Men, I mean, not from, from like, Marvel characters to DC, so he's the heel. Yo, he DC. that would be the shit, though. I, I would love all that. 
Imagine him in like a static shot, in like a uh, static gear. Oh, bro, oh, that'd be good. See, cause him and Rey Mysterio are the best at pulling off all the all the superhero stuff. Him and yeah, Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio has some weird ones though. His uh, what's one he had last year? No, uh, I, Mysterio. I think Rey Mysterio's weirdest superhero one was the Silver Surfer. Okay. I, I I didn't like his Silver Surfer one that much. I would say his Mysterio was was odd. His, his Mysterio was a little odd, but his Silver Surfer, where he fought Chavo back in like 2012, or something like that, yeah, that false kind of anywhere match, that was weird. Or 2007, I think it was. But anyway. <clears throat> so now we're going to the Cruiserweight uh, title tournament, Group B. Uh, last week we had Group A. First of all, since we had like, we ain't talk about it, how you feel about what he's oh, doing? Oh, that outfit is terrible. Sorry. Uh, I just seen it. With the Silver Surfer one? Yes. Yeah, I yes. told you that's probably the worst one. I didn't like the Silver Surfer one I mean, at all. One of his best ones is probably Flash. To me, that all red. Oh yeah, Flash. And the Daredevil one. Yeah, the Daredevil. I about to say Daredevil was hot. The, the, the uh, Wolverine one was good too. The, the uh, Joker one was good. Yeah, he did two Joker ones, I believe. Yeah. So. So. But the, the second Joker, I didn't like that much because it didn't. It just didn't go with the storyline. Whatever, baby. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Sorry yeah. to get off track. No, it's, it's, it's all good. Uh, so we, on Group B, which is uh, Akira Tozawa versus Jack Gallagher, the new Jack Gallagher. And I don't understand. I don't understand this tournament. You don't understand the tournament? I mean, I understand the rules and stuff, but, like, I don't understand, like, we're crowning the champion to not be the champion to yeah. unify the champion. So, yeah, so, okay, so... They they had to strip Devil of the championship because he can't he can't get out of his country right. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's probably yeah what it is. But so but you know I I I don't mind the tournament that that'd be like Group B or, or Group A because that way we get to see all the competitors face each other. That, that that's the one. One that of the competitors. I, say what? One of the competitors don't even work for them. Y- you know what? I was just about to ask you how you feel about the Drake Maverick thing. You know. And I'm just so like, is he getting paid for these appearances, or is he just working for free at this point? You know, I don't know, but I'm just like, you can tell the man is passionate. Let him stay there. By the looks of it, it look like they're gonna push him to the finals and lose. That's what I feel like. That will be some bullshit to do. That'll be some bullshit to do. This is WWE. Yeah, well, Akira Tozawa hits his top rope senton on Jack Gallagher. Picks up the win. What is his problem? Why is he getting wins? Because Paul Heyman got a liking to him. Well, Paul Heyman is on Raw. I was saying, but you know, he probably put the word in a Triple H down like, in NXT. Get, like, get Swerve Scott up in there. Get this dude dude that yeah. y'all bought in Fantasmo. Whatever. You, you, oh, but you know, uh, yeah, uh, Fantasmo, uh, Fantasmo just lost to Swerve last week. Yeah, but yeah. I think Fantasmo or Swerve might win the title. I want him to, but the, the, the thing is, I'm like, Akira Tozawa is undefeated in his group. He gonna lose the next two. Be two and two. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, a Johnny Gargano move. Exactly. He's at he's at two and uh Next match: Chelsea Green takes on Zia Lee. Uh, with, and Chelsea with, Green with this unnecessary wet dress. Whatever she had on. <laughs> that wet script that she had on. She was kind of a throwback to her other character. She was in TNA. Uh, was it Laura Van Ness or something? Oh yeah, that crazy thing. Yeah. 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 Well, but this just was distracting me because all the glitter was on, was on the ring. Exactly. 
so it looked like Aaliyah came out to distract Zia Lee and but, yeah, and Zia Lee gave her like a you know how she tried to give her like a big boot through the ropes and just yeah. missed, and then Aaliyah fell down anyway, and then she hit an unprettier and. Yeah, excuse me. I mean, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Sorry, yeah. Right. Yeah, she hits. A, I, I, I'm pretty on her and picks up the win. I'm just like, okay. Uh, is Aaliyah about to join the Robert Stone brand? Because uh, he was extending his hand to her. And I'm just like, Aaliyah and Chelsea Green, I don't know if that worked. I don't think I want I Chelsea. I don't know why Vanessa, Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah. I thought they worked. I, I, I thought they worked better. And I'm like, where the fuck Vanessa Bourne been at? I don't think she worked for them no more. Honestly, I don't know. Wouldn't it be messed up that she got fired and didn't even give courage to put her name on the list of her being fired? <laughs> I mean, some people they did. Some people had to, like, uh, what you call it, had to announce hers. Uh, MJ Jenkins? Yeah. She had announced hers. They didn't announce it. So, so but yeah. here is the highlight of both shows in one night. And it is the debut of Karrion Cross. Look. Mm. It's Karen Cross. That's, your, that, that's not my highlight. We'll get to that one. Later. Okay, I'm just saying, but, but, but bruh, it, it's not even about the match because nobody cares about Leon Ruff. You know it's going to be a squash match. It's about the entrance. Okay. Karen okay. Cross with the bird coming to the Titan Tron with, with, uh, with, uh, with, with, with Scarlet right there. Bordeaux. Yeah, and then he comes right in front of her, walks down, and then she comes, and then she's, uh, Mouthing the song off and get on your knees and pray and everything. I was like, I have not seen. I have never been this intrigued by entrance since the Fiend. And before the Fiend, it was believe it or not, Laura Sullivan. Okay. No, because because I like those unique entrances because Laura Sullivan. Remember, they made they had the camera on him and then when he gets to the ring, you just see like the 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 light as the moon and then the whole silhouette comes up of this big freakish guy. I thought that was great. And then, of course, when I seen The Fiend, I was just like, with the Bray Wyatt head, I was like, this is just great also. So, he... Huh? I was just going to say, do you think they'll do this every week? Like, even when there's fans there, do you think they can do that? Because I don't... That seemed... It was a good entrance, but, like, I don't know. Just something about it seemed like... Yeah. They won't be doing that entrance. Okay. So okay, basically, so after the you know the great entrance, Karen uh, Cross just makes little work out of this poor Lee. I got it, got squashed by Sheamus on Friday Night SmackDown. So yeah, even on Raw and SmackDown too. Exactly. Okay, NXT Championship matchup: Io Shirai taking on Charlotte Flair. So in some people's minds, it's a dream match: Moonsault versus Moonsault. Not really, because Charlotte's I mean, not having. Is that what it was building it as? No, but you heard Mar Ronaldo talk about how they both have, you know, the you know some of the best moonsaults, but Charlotte does not. But still, Charlotte has one of the best <coughs> corkscrew moonsaults. Uh, count uh, that because oh. it's the only one. Oh yeah, she has a, a beautiful group, but her moonsault is one of the worst I've ever seen. Hey, if you you could compare her moonsault to Io Shirai's, who has a better moonsault? You know, obviously, Io Shirai. 
Exactly. But hey, so the match was pretty good. Go back for for Charlotte, but we did get a proper finish because as Charlotte was about to lock on uh, the figure eight, we get the return of Rhea Ripley, which was for one not needed. I thought, and for two, uh, terribly done in my opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it just came, kind of came out of nowhere, and she just started attacking uh, Charlotte, and then which got Io Shirai disqualified. So as Charlotte gets beat up and goes up the ramp, you hear Io cursing at uh, Rhea Ripley in Japanese, and she, she keeps saying, "Just shut up, shut up." But backstage, she tells that you know that she's back, and that you know that, that she she wants to yeah, shut Charlotte. It was so uneventful. She <clears> had to go backstage to say, "I'm back, y'all." It, it basically, I was just like, I was like, well, why the fuck was you really going? But you know, but hey, they you know. just, I would have just had her stay out until fans were back, even if it meant coming back next year, or whatever. Because yeah. she just had so much momentum, and then they killed it. So, but I, I think that's could've... probably what it was. They probably wanted to bring her back because if she had came back, because first of all, her championship run was really not that eventful in the first place. Yeah, and they built her up so much, and. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, but I, but I, 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 I can see why they don't want to wait too long. I, I, I know her; she probably don't want to wait long neither. So you know, if she had come back. Like I said, it, it was a whole thing about her probably being able to leave her country again, her visa, whatever the case may be. But so her and Eos are uh, brawling in the parking lot area. So it looks like they're going to be having themselves a few, you know, to kind of carry over to see who's going to be the one to face Charlotte, or maybe have a triple threat match. Yeah, I see triple <clears> threat, <throat> or or even a uh, fatal four way, depending on how that um, uh, Kelsey Lorraine thing is. Uh, good point. I didn't think of that. Uh, now we're on Group A, where we have Koshida versus Jake Atlas. This match was a very quick but decent matchup. It was one of them, you know, push the pedal to the metal type thing, and we we, we basically in and out. But uh. Kashida puts away Jake Atlas, and he's now two and zero on his group. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know you, what they do to like these people it? when they bring them over. What do they do to these people when they bring them over? Like Kashida just does not feel the same to me. Do you think he fell but, off like Kenta? Nah, he didn't fall off that bad. Yet. Yeah, okay. He, he, he's more like a. Uh, who can who can I put this put this as? I probably need to think about it for a little bit, but he's, he's like somebody that they brought him over. He's very very good. He was like the, like one of the longest reigning junior heavyweight champions in New Japan, mm-hmm. and then they brought him over, and he just he just there. He just Marty McFly. That's it. That's his character. I like time travel. Oh, okay. Back to the future. Well. Speak of somebody like time travel, somebody that you know they brought over that you just can't get with your boy Cameron Grimes. Cameron versus Grimes. Denzel DeJanay. This guy, oh, man, <laughs> I feel bad for him sometimes. If you thought Leon Puff or Ruff was getting getting jobbed out, this boy here, this guy is getting jobbed out. He not even like I went to a, like an NXT live show and like they had people like you know how they have people come out and sign autographs. Yeah, they they got he got the, he got the wrong end of the stick. Like they had like Kari Zane, she was like on and off, but she was like at one of these shows. So it was like Kari Zane, Io Shirai, um, oh my god, what's her name? 
somebody else, and then it was him. Mm-hmm. It was MJ Jenkins. MJ Jenkins, and it was him. And yeah. like he was going around, he was like, "Y'all want my autograph?" He was walking in, "Y'all want my autograph? Y'all want a picture?" And I was like, "No, we're good." And he was like, "Y'all sure?" Like, "Yeah, we're we're good." <laughs> Nobody wanted a picture with him. Nobody wanted his autograph. I just felt so bad for him. Well, Cameron Grimes, Beast, uh, Beast has got very furiously, but he gets on the mic and wants to pick a fight. Talk about something. Finn Balor was down here. I slap him across the face. Well, then here comes Evil Finn Balor. Finn Balor said, uh, "What <clears throat> you say?" Say what? Which is uh, Finn Balor was just like, "What did you just say?" Uh, and uh, Finn Balor already turned that face, or turned. He's the more. He's the good guy in this scenario, but he's still like. Yeah, I mean, I still yeah. want my Finn Balor versus Walter match, so I'm going to find a way to get that first. Yeah, because I really <clears> do not <throat> want to see Cameron Grimes versus Finn Balor. I don't, but uh, he tries to go. Cameron tries to go hit, hit him, but then Balor gets to the exchange, and then uh, Cameron Grimes uh, runs off. So, um, by the way, do you think Balor needs a different moves when it comes to that type of stuff? Like about you said, another move set. Like just a different move, like because he. He um he attacked him and he did like the sling blade and like that little jump punch. I'm just saying like you know if he's more vicious, Balor, you think he should have something else? He should should have did a, a drop kick, the shotgun drop kick or something. Like I don't know. No, no, no I do agree with you because it's like the sling blades and everything Finn Balor does. Yes, and it's like the, the typical good guy move now. Seth Rollins do it, so it's like more people starting to do it now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, yeah, I, w- I, I would agree. It's time for a change up. Uh, main event time. NXT champion Adam Cole, baby, is taking on the Velveteen Dream. So, this this match was supposed to happen way back during the WrestleMania weekend of the takeover since we didn't have that takeover. Yeah, everything. when I had my points on the line, that's when it should have happened. <clears throat> well, damn, I ain't win either, but still. Exactly, yeah, well, uh, so this was a good match, but I think it wasn't that takeover quality because one of the finish and two because of the time because we wasn't even halfway through before Roderick Strong and the Undisputed Era came out. Uh-huh. And then what is this thing between Velveteen Dream and Dexter Loomis? <laughs> they both perverts. I don't know. <clears throat> wow! Wow! I don't. I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. Wow! Hold on, bro. You, that was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> don't Enzo this man. Don't don't uh, don't Enzo. No, Velveteen I'm Dream. not talking about. I'm not even talking about that situation. I'm just talking about in general. Dream is like a uh his is that not his character? He's a sexual being. Okay, yeah, but <laughs> I don't. Wow, that is what left. Well, that's the uh, Loomis is, is more of a pervert. Yeah, he, he, well, I mean, if you know where he was from in TNA, but anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. he goes hits the purple rainmaker elbow on Adam Cole, but the referee's distracted. He goes to try to jump a splash out on the undisputed air on the outside. He comes back in, gets super kick, and then gets the last shot in the back. Or last, was the last call, or last shot, the last shot, the last shot in the back, and then Adam Cole beats Velveteen Dream. So. uh it's, once again, it still wasn't. I mean, it was a good match, but it wasn't the match that I wanted that we had a takeover. So, but that was NXT for this week. Now it's time to move over to AEW Dynamite. And now Dynamite 
is going live right in uh, Jacksonville, which is right mm-hmm. near you. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, with the Jacksonville, uh, what, what's the name of their stadium that the, the Jaguars play in? Uh, they changed. Uh, the, the TIAA Bank. Okay. Stadium. Well, they were there, so we had like a little. I mean, sorry, sorry, Daly's place. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, so we had like a a half indoor, half outdoor type of uh matchup here. So we start off with uh the American Nightmare Cody Rose on a five match winning streak. They had to add versus Joey Janela. Now this match. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait a minute. Before we get into this, Cody, Cody Rose. His last five weeks, I feel like he came out. He said, "How can we have like the worst finish possible?" Like <laughs> his his Sean Spears finish was one of the worst finishes I ever saw. He pinned him with a figure four. You right? Uh, That's Darby Allen, Darby Allen did his own finish of the coffin drop and pinned himself mm-hmm. uh, last week. So I was like, oh, okay, Cody's on like a bad streak. Of how can we get the worst finishes possible? But, uh, yeah, all right, my bad. We can we, uh, go into the match a little bit. No, but I'm going to say, but um, this match actually made me grow on Joey Janela. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, because at first, I, I always criticize Joey Janela for just being a hardcore wrestler, but he's not Jimmy mm-hmm. Havoc by no means. Mm-hmm. And him hanging in there with, like, the likes of Kenny Omega and and these top wrestlers, I'm like, okay, Joey Janela, you, you come along a little bit. So, him with Cody today... I thought it was pretty good. Cody hits that uh, springboard top rope cutter that he, it never looks good when he hits the cutter. The Cody cutter! That's <laughs> what they call it. Yeah. The, you, you know, the, the, the Cody cutter never looks good. <laughs> but then uh, he hits he hits Janela with the crossroads. And then um, he wins the matchup and gives him a handshake. And, and then, so obviously, this is to prepare Cody because... At double or nothing, it's him versus um, Lance Archer in the yep, TNT Championship the TNT. Finals. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> how'd you like? I match? got something to say. I, I got something to say about this match. Go ahead. So I gotta have, I gotta get his backstory. I have to get his backstory because uh, of how hilarious this is. So, uh, <laughs> one day randomly on on Instagram, mm-hmm. I was um. I was on Instagram. I see like this hashtag called the Janella Zone, and basically, Joey Janella goes live on Instagram like, almost every night with this dude and these these other these other people, Leo Rush and all them, called the, the Janella Zone. Basically, just crazy stuff happens. I I don't, I don't want to explain what crazy stuff happens, but okay. crazy stuff happens. And there's this guy. He's always in Joey Janella's lives. His name is Nasty Leroy. This dude, I don't know how to explain this dude, okay? You you have to look up Ness, Ness Leroy on Instagram. This dude is, I don't want to, this, this, this guy. Just, he, just, just this is guy. Is he Johnson? <laughs> well, pretty much. The black, the black version. This guy is, uh, uh, this guy. I don't know what to say, but he was on, and he was on AEW. And he did a dance for for Janelle because they're kind of best friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just I just want to know why why is Nasty Leroy even Jr. was like who the heck is that like <laughs> see 
don't know that it's like funny because I just got introduced to it last week, and like this dude, I can't even. You just have to go. Y'all have to go look up Nestle on Instagram and look at his lives, and you you would die laughing or die of disgust. Okay. I, I, yes. I'm gonna make it a plan to check it out. Yes. Yes. I'll make it a plan to check it out. <clears throat> all right. So we so we got the I return. Just had to get that little ran out there, my bad. No, it's all good. So we we got the return of the native beast Nyla Rose taking on Kenzie Page. So uh, this is about, it's been a while since we see Nyla Rose, but then she goes, she's dominating the whole match. Hits a swan time from the top rope and then hits three. Power bombs with the last one being her sit down power bomb for the victory mm-hmm. over her, and then you see all all the ladies that they have in the audience, but she's staring her now, and then they were like, "Who's race challenge Nala Rose?" I think they got a match coming up to determine who's going to face Nala Rose at um double or nothing, but we just don't know just yet. I uh, think maybe I'm not sure. Okay, so uh, let's talk about your. You well, I, I'm not too mad at MJF. I'm mad at your boy Sean Spears, but well, let's get into it. So there's so there, there's a bad green screen video package for uh, MJF, and he's basically uh, talking about you know he has not been seen since his injury, but he'll be back in action next week. And you know they had the guys come out and switch the chairs and everything like that. So then the chairman Sean Spears has a video comes up. And talking about it's Cody's fault about what happened to Dustin Rose because you know if I had a brother I would not be able to do you know just get my my brother get beat up like that so he was he was really laying it on thick here here's my thing did you peep that Sean Spears had a full beard in the vignette right mm-hmm. but then after as soon as the joint was over they go to ringside with Tony Schiavone with MJF and Sean Spears and he ain't got no beard. Yeah, I don't know why they do. Well, that probably was obviously pre-taped, like, yeah, but, from, like but, weeks ago it, when it, they probably first did it. But it's fine. But here's the thing: it's continuity issues, though. If it's yeah, taped but, right, yeah. and you about you about to play it, bro, you already should know that by the time. Let, let me not shave my beard until they show the vignette. They did this too many times tonight. Like they show a vignette, and the person that just did the vignette comes out. Or their interview. Yeah, I was like, I was like, why would you do that? Especially next week when that's when we're supposed to get MJF in a match. I don't get that. Yeah, I don't know. Because soon after they did the MJF promo, they they interviewed MJF and all this. So I don't know. And um, well, what did he say? What did, what did Tony Schiavone say to MJF? Well, oh, he he thought they're gonna be in the match, right? Yeah, he's gonna be in the match against Jungle Boy. Did you Next see Sean Spears? Uh, oh my God! What's the, what's the what's the guy's name? Oh my God! What's that rapper name? Oh my Rap, God! Which we got plenty of them. Which one? No, dude, he's not an actual rapper. Super super hot fire. That's oh super. Name. Oh yeah, that, that that guy. Yes. Did you see the the face that Sean Spears made when he said you're gonna fight Jungle Boy? Yeah. Just overacting, terrible. <laughs> uh oh my God! Just. Just mm-hmm. terrible. I agree. But, yeah, sorry, sorry. No, it's all right. So, <clears throat> next up, we have a, probably the, one of a, it was a good match. We have the AEW champion John Moxley 
taking on Franken Kazarian, who has not been in uh, a singles match since January First of all, it was a good match. Yes, okay. yes, it, very good match. It was it was a good match. I, I, it was like well, one of the best matches. Moxie's in there. If anybody want to complain about anything, y'all, I was talking about how hot Moxie is not feeling right now, and he's the champion. Yeah, they yeah they gotta do. They yeah. must now that they're alive. They probably can do more to build them up. Exactly. Well. um <clears throat> We, uh, Moxie hits the paradigm shift on Kazarian in a good match and beats Kazarian. And first of all, I like how they're giving SCU all these, like, as you know, throughout the past weeks, they did the whole Scorpio Sky, like, mm-hmm. documentary. And they, of course, Christopher Daniel stands on his own. And then Kazarian, I'm like, so it's a good way not to break up SCU, but also give them some solo time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so weird, though. It's so weird to say that I would want a Scorpio Sky singles push because he's a quote-unquote young star. But Scorpio Sky is like, what, 35? And it's like mid-late 30s, I think? Yeah, I mean, well, well, all of SCU is old. He's the youngest guy. He's yeah. still old, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying, but they like they was building him up as like the, the newest, youngest star sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, uh, so... After the matchup, the Dark Order comes to the ring. Uh, Christopher Daniels, would you mind? Screw the Dark Order. (laughs) So, they come to the ring, and they start jumping boxing, and then uh, Brody Lee uh, comes out, and um, he nails nails SU because he's trying to come out there and help as well. And then he uh, attacks Moxley with the Lariat, and then he wants... You know, a championship match at double or nothing, and then mm-hmm. Moxie, you know, all he had to do is ask, and then he uh, he tossed the he, he uh, tossed the microphone down, and then he gets attacked again. He takes the championship with him, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he took the championship. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're getting that Luke Harper Dean Ambrose matchup that never finished at Extreme Rules all of years ago. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. 
I'm actually excited to see that because I know they did good and they work well together. So Brody Lee versus John Mox, but once again, as you just see, it's still a, it's still gonna be a good match. But I don't like how the AEW Championship stuff is just being thrown together. Like there's no real yeah, universal story I, to it. I I would give them a pass this time only because they did kind of have to throw this one together because all their plans probably had to change because of people who can and can't be available. Uh, Fair. So I give them a pass on this one. Uh, just real quick, uh, we might as well uh, talk about this one. They also announced uh, Casino Battle Royal is not going to happen. They're going to have a Casino ladder match this time. So oh. is this basically going to be their money in the bank, technically? Okay, so whoever wins gets a shot at Moxley? Whoever wins gets a shot at the title, but is it going to be like a money in the bank where they just do it anytime they want? Schedule hmm. time, because this is like a gambling thing. So if they win... It's kind of like, I, I, I'm just saying that will fit more in the gambling theme, but then again, they might not want to be like WWE. You're right. No. Even though that would be nice if it was like a briefcase or something. Yeah, they would be, or, and this is, this is happening at Double or Nothing, right? Yes. Okay, so they're probably going to announce the people that's going to be involved in it probably next week. Or do you uh, already maybe. know? Maybe. Oh. No, no, they may. They might. They might. Sometimes they don't always. Okay, but uh, see, here's the thing now. I don't want to see no ladder match with no Billy Gunn. You know what I'm saying? I, I hope, I hope not. You know, because I don't want them just to, just to throw obvious jobbers in there. I, I want them to actually. It'll probably be like Darby Allen. Yeah, well, uh, it, it, it should be Darby. It, it should be Darby Allen because Darby Allen was backstage talking to Taz, and Taz was trying to give him some points that he didn't want to take. And I'm just like, you don't want no Super Bowl advice from Taz. <laughs> You don't want you don't want to know how to pop them hips when you do a suplex. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's Taz's only car that I can like I remember. Or yeah, yeah, those two Taz's only cars. Yo, God, that's gonna make me laugh every time. I got to pop them hips. <laughs> <laughs> and I specifically remember him on, like saying that a lot in the Kurt Angle or in the Mysterio match. He yeah. said it like a lot. That match wasn't even that long, so you know he said it. Oh God! Okay, um, so we get a video package from Sexy Brandy Rose uh, responding to Jake uh, Jake the Snake and Lance Archer talk about she, you know they have uh, studied them long enough and she thinks she knows what happens on the next competition uh, a confrontation today. There's a hole in your plot. This is not 1991 anymore, and if you slap me in the face. I'm going to hit you back. You might not know our family. You, you might know our family and our history, but you don't know me. Uh-oh, black girl. <laughs> I'm Brandy Rose, chief brand officer. And from now on, you will keep my name out your dirty old mouth. She sisted him. She, I mean, so, she, she could be all big and bad until Lance Archer come out. And, too, and then Lance Archer came, comes out with QT Marshall. Why is she with QT fucking Marshall? But she's with QT and Dustin. They are the natural nightmares for no reason. Yeah, for, <laughs> so, uh, obviously, he makes short order of QT Marshall. As QT Marshall, you know, he gets his head slammed in the mat afterwards. And then Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, comes out, comes out of the barricade and hits Brandy from behind with a DDT for no reason. And I'm just like, was there a feud? Did I miss? Yeah, nah, she just hit her for no. Uh, they just get Britt Baker involved whenever they want. Like, 
<laughs> just because. I'm starting to feel that way. I'm really starting to feel that way. So, like, we kind of need Brandon to get hit by somebody. Uh, Brent, you can go and do it. Here sure. Because we, we don't want no man to do it. So, so after that happens, they, they roll her in the ring. And Lance Archer turns her around. And then here comes Jake the Snake Roberts with his COVID-19 mask and the <laughs> snake. And then he comes in there. And then he turns Brandy over. Brandy is still selling. And then he just like double knee plops down around her waist. I'm like, this just does not look right when he did it that way. But okay. And they did, they just spread the snake over Brandy Rose. And I'm sitting there thinking like, where's Cody to do all this whole thing? Yeah, girl. They said Cody hit the showers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to sell it. They're like, Cody's in the shower right now. He can't see any of this. <laughs> <coughs> I'm sorry, yo, man. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? So, uh, this whole time they're in the ring, and then they have the snake crawl over Brandy Rose, and she's still not down. So it's some, it's old school heat, old school Jake Roberts heat, old school having the snake on there and everything like that. So, uh, I, I don't know cool. if the snake was supposed to. Was, was the snake only supposed to crawl over her? Because uh, he looked like he wanted it to bite her or something. And then Jim Ross was like, "Oh, that's just dirty." You know what it's supposed to mean, but that's just low down there. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, well, no. Well, like, that's, that's another thing I hate this week. What? We we did have Jericho commentary. We we, we downgraded from Jericho to Jim Ross on commentary. So, hey. <laughs> he said we downgraded. Oh, man. Okay, so now it's time for the main event. The Sex Gods. Uh, the, the, the champion Chris Jericho and the Span, uh, Spanish guy Sammy Guevara take uh, with the, by the inner circle Jack ha- Jake Hager uh, versus Broken Man Hardy making his in-ring debut for AEW and Kenny uh-huh. Omega in a tag team street fight so uh-huh. look okay so the match starts brawling in the ring okay now here's the thing you, you, you gotta tell me the ring stuff because I didn't start I, I, I missed the match I, I came back to the match when they left the ring outside and they with Jericho okay. hit Matt with the bag of ice, which was hilarious. Okay. Uh he did knock him out with it. Uh nah, just in the ring, it was just like a regular match. Kenny fought uh Jericho and Sammy fought uh Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy originally came out with like some black tights, like when I say tights, I mean like um like Big Bunny Matt tights. No, no, like like tights, like Actual, not the pants, tights. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, actual, like, skin tights that, like, Bobby Lashley wear. Like, like those tight. Okay. And then, like, they were skinny and black, and they're like, I forgot what happened. Uh, he got beat up or something. Well, he went under the ring, and he went to the back, and he came out, and he was, like, Matt Hardy from 1999. So, <laughs> I don't know if this going to be a thing of Matt Hardy where he, 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 uh, he leaves or he does something in the middle of a match and comes back as a different character. That would be awesome. But hey, that was cool the tiring. way they did it. But that will be tiring if it's live, though. Well, hey, he show was tired today. Well, um, but yeah, no, uh, not that much stuff happens. Like, they, they get a ladder and a table out. They put Sammy on the table. And he gets up and he does the Matt Hardy. And then <laughs> does the flat. <laughs> I didn't try it. But yeah, they did, they did the Matt Hardy, uh, they did a, he does the Matt Hardy splash. Okay. But that was great. That was one of the Two count. No, I think, no. 
the Matt Hardy Splash was broken up by Jake Hager, and then that's when he started getting involved. Okay. Then that's when they started brawling to the back. Yeah, they, they started brawling to the back. So then there's this uh, this beer Corona uh, thing where they keep, they keep, keep the cold the ice and stuff at. Jericho takes the bag of ice and literally knocks Matt Hardy out with a bag of ice. Never seen that before a day in my life. Yep. So, Smack them. Clean. And then so him and Hager throw Hardy into the ice thing, the ice bucket, and we don't see Hardy anymore mm, for a minute. Yep. So now that they're in there. I, I pretty much figured that's what was going to happen. Yeah. When they threw him in there, when he, when he changed the first time, I was like, oh, well, yeah, I'm assuming. Because when he changed the first time, they didn't even, like, acknowledge it. They didn't even know he changed. Because I was like, that's not what he was wearing. He got on, like, the actual pants and, like, a shirt. So then when he changed again, I was like, okay, there's going to be, like, a theme of Matt Hardy. Exactly. So, um, that being said, uh, now they turn their attention to Kenny Omega, and then they give Kenny Omega uh, a suplex on the steel, uh, steel uh, railing that they have. And then all of a sudden, Matt Hardy comes out, as Damascus, right? Damascus. The, the Damascus. He has like the whole broken Matt Hardy gear on. I'm like, what? And then he gets in the golf cart. He says, "This event needs to be documented." <laughs> so this this is hilarious. For one, for one, they had the car like it was like a long walk. It's literally like it's not even that long of a walk. But I guess if you want to make it entertaining, get a golf cart. <laughs> it's, it, exactly. So he, he he's driving. And then all of a sudden, you see Jericho, he gets clipped on the side of it, right? But he's not even the MVP on this. So they get Kenny Omega in there to make weird, a return. He actually, he actually, uh, I don't know, whatever he hit, actually hit him and he was like bleeding a little bit in, in his back. Or like on his like shoulder. Yeah, that was something. But when they're coming up full speed after this U-turn and they're chasing Sammy Guevara down <laughs> with his golf cart, right? This like, meme is already famous, already. He is, uh, he is booking it from this car. One of the, and then, one and of the, the most famous memes, real quick, uh-huh. just just not to cut you off. One of the the, the best memes so far is uh, Sammy Guevara is is like me, and then uh, twenty twenty is uh, Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega. <laughs> <laughs> so that's already. Yo, I can attest that that's twenty twenty right there. Yep, that joke is that is hilarious. So I, I'm sitting there thinking like, okay. When's he going to do the whole trip and they're going to break like like Kane did with Raven back at WrestleMania X7? But no, he's booking it. The car catches up. He turns around and gets launched. <laughs> I did not see this shit coming. Oh, he that was the best. The full, he, yeah. he takes the full brunt of a speeding go uh, a golf cart and gets launched. I did not. I was like, yo, I did not see him taking that bump. It would have been better if he was vlogging like he do every time he get kicked or get beat up. He'd be exactly. vlogging it. <laughs> exactly. So they uh, bring him bring him over to this table where there's, there's a cherry picker at, and then they raise the cherry picker up, and then uh, Kenny Omega hits a moonsault off and hits them all down. Yeah, because initially Kenny was going to die on Sammy after they hit him. Yeah. And then Jake Hager came out and beat him up, so then he just did a moonsault. Exactly. Off the off the cherry picker, so which could have been dangerous, but I'm glad he, he landed. It, it, it was. I'm about to say, I'm about to say, yo, it, it's it's like it's too high, but it's not high enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, <clears throat> so now they uh, 
they're the still fighting the inner circle comes or Santana Ortiz come and now the now they got the numbers game. They power bomb Matt Hardy through the table where the cherry picker was at, takes out Matt Hardy, and now it just leaves uh Kenny Omega and the rest of the circle. They power bomb Kenny Omega on top of the golf cart, then gets the Judas effect elbow by Chris Jericho. <laughs> which I, I did think was needed. It, <laughs> but okay. It, it wasn't but it, it's the lot of young. And then he plays, I mean I would I would have did something else though. Well, like Kenny sold it like death. He so. sold it like death. But I'm saying, like, I guess because of how wacky this match was, it could have ended more wacky. Yeah. Uh, aside from the power bomb on the golf cart, I probably would have like, I don't know, tried to park the cart, the cart on him or had no, him like no. hit. The, I don't know we something. Not, we not doing halftime heat with the rocket Mick Foley. Remember that? Hey, we. The dude got ran over by a cart. He did. I, I literally, I think the way that the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes think of extreme matches is just how ridiculous can we get? They, they probably be thinking to, them, to themselves like, "Hey, uh, it'd be cool if he jumped off this little scissor lift, don't you think?" They said, "Yeah, yeah huh? okay, we'll do it." And I kind of feel like that's you how they, that's how they process goes. You're right. I, I agree with you. Uh, but so here's a juice effect on a. Uh, Kenny Omega, and then they win, and then you see the football stadium, you see the scoreboard, you see the inner circle logo as they throw up the birds. And I was, I, I thought that was a really cool way to end it. Yep, yep. Also, the biggest uh, screens in the world. So exactly. Yeah. So who, since we went a little bit over on time, who won for the week? AEW or NXT? I would probably have to lean over to. NXT, even though AEW had a great main event. Okay, I can see that AEW did have a great main event. I did enjoy the the, the Jake Roberts and Brandy Rose stuff. I, 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 I may, you know what? I may have to get the slight nod to AEW this week. Uh, was it Dash Leroy that did it for you? It, it, <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, it, it, it wasn't it, it wasn't nasty Leroy that did it for me, but uh, I did like how Jericho is the greatest at what he does and him attacking. First of all, him doing a match, cursing out Pineapple Pete, and they get a match next week. Yeah, but I, I, that's another meme too. Was like, was like nobody, absolutely nobody. Pineapple Pete uh, sneezes. Jericho just start cursing him out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, or, or Shug D. You know how they go. But yeah, so guys, that was the Wednesday Night War. Um, it was a close one this week, so it can go anyway. So me and Prime Time will split this week. But now we're going to have to move on. to your ears welcome to the show we don't need any gimmicks you already know so sit back relax and hit the like button go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming swag on trivia and prompts top five either way it's fun and you're hearing it live join with your host mr a and e yeah you know it's the place to be it's in c Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew. Always at the ready. 
Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do.